Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I am your host, Kyle Carty. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the actually secret criminal to my FBI persona. Noah Carden. How you doing, Noah? It's been it's been a bit. I'm, it has been a bit. Uh this yeah, yeah. I'm doing alright. Good, good. I'm happy to hear it. Uh this episode was uh-huh. interesting to say the least it it was it's uh yeah yeah right like we we get some 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 revelations <laughs> but it's not it's basically a stepping stone to to bigger things i think yeah yeah i i agree to that um so there's really only two yeah, I mean, I guess technically there's three plots. Uh, I guess technically Veronica has a small little arc, but it's basically a Betty and Archie episode. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. And the yeah, the Veronica plot is like one thing that kind of mm-hmm. goes along with the whole the bigger Archie Lodge family story plot. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, the, that's the meta plot <laughs> of this part of the season. Yeah. Um. What do we want to tackle first? Do we want to do Betty or Archibald? Let's do Betty first, and then we'll do Archie because the episode ends with him. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, so Betty's story is what the episode is named after. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Telltale Heart. Yep. Um, it picks up basically immediately where we left off last week, which is mm-hmm. uh, a dead-ass man. In Betty's home. A very, yes, a very, like, Alice, like, really took that lamp to this man because there is a lot of blood all over the place. Yeah, she somehow used this lamp to, like, slit his carotid artery because all (laughs) of his blood is on the outside of his body. (laughs) She she exsanguinated him with a lamp. (laughs) It's a cursed object. Yes. Um, Um... So, so Betty and Alice are in the mad rush to both, like, clean up the house and get rid of this body. So, they do that, and and they have to, like, you know, stall Hal from getting his toiletries and stuff because he's been kicked out of yeah, the house because of Chick. Dumbass Hal um, is in this episode, and he is shitty and insufferable again. Oh, yeah, he is. Um... So, uh, they managed to, like, bleach the entire house for the most part and wrap up the the shady man, as they call him in the episode, um, and I, uh... Is that really the what dining they... room rug. Do they credit they refer to him, him as, as the shady as, man? They call him the shady man uh, a couple times, like, later in the episode after they have disposed of him in, like, a big sewer pipe. Yeah, so they basically wrap him up in, like, the family duvet, I think. Is duvet a carpet? 
a duvet i think is a a blanket a type of blanket it's yeah yeah. okay Um, it's it's like a comforter it's so but no they they wrap him up in the uh the dining room rug yeah and and haul him out um um they take him to the forest mm -hmm. and they stick him in a sewer and and they're like They'll, he's like, they'll, they'll, nobody will ever come looking for this strange man. Nobody will ever find this strange man in this sewer, which we later learn is like off of a footpath. They'll never mm-hmm. go in this sewer more than five, ten feet because that's where we fucking left him. We didn't even go yeah. deep. And apparently, it also used to be Alice's like hiding place when she was a child. Which means so. it has a history of children playing in it because when I was a kid. You bet your ass I would have gone in that sewer. How much, how much, like, secret forest porn do you think is in that Oh my that god. sewer pipe? If there's just, like, the, the paper bags on paper bags of soft and hardcore pornography that must exist in that sewer left there by kind old perverts. Like, <laughs> it's astronomical. I don't think we can calculate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they leave his so ass following there. The, yeah, yeah. They just kind of leave him there, and then begins uh, Betty's paranoia as they scrub down the house to make sure like he didn't leave like any like fingerprints or anything. <laughs> she scrubs in the house. a bunch of apples. <laughs> yes. After asking her mother if he touched any of them, she proceeds to then scrub them. I anyway. feel like it would have been funnier if she just started eating the apples. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been yeah, that amazing. Been pretty great. Even, like, I think they might have been artificial apples, but goddamn, if they were fresh and she just starts taking like heaping mouthfuls of these things, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Not at no point do they question how he arrived there, though. Yes, which yeah becomes a thing later, especially since they have to go in and out of the house several times, and they don't want to see this mysterious car parked directly in front of their house, just super yes. dung up and does not belong. I guess they just assume that he's like a character from like The Runaways, and that he called a lift or some shit. Yeah, like uh, he walked down the center of the street like everybody does in Riverdale. Don't even and- don't. <laughs> It's not funny. Safety's important. <laughs> Got a old man Cardi shouting from his window. Get out of the road, you damn kids. At least I'm not yelling at them. Like, I would rather them be on my fucking lawn than be in the middle of the street in potential <laughs> yeah. peril with how shitty all the drivers in Riverdale are. That's that's true. I'm a cool so, grandpa. Um, so Betty cleans up, and then she goes to bed, and then she wakes up, and then she spills her Captain Crunch all over the floor when she hears a doorbell. By spills, I think you mean throws the bowl towards Earth and shatters yes. it. But it's Jughead the, the, out the door. Yeah, the localized gravity in the Cooper household is very strong. <laughs> um, yeah. So her and, and Jughead walk to school. Um, where she is very nervous, and then she hears about um, Papa Putin. somebody a murder in town from Kevin, and it turns out it's the whole Papa Putin murder. Um, yeah, that was when I realized that that he was a real live boy uh, and not a figment of Archie's imagination. Betty hears about the murder, and she thinks it's. Um, the guy that her mother killed 
and it turns out it's the Papa Poutine murder. I kind of thought that it was Betty's guy too, but then I, because like I had forgotten about Papa Poutine, even though he was mm-hmm. in the preview. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, <laughs> had me for a second there, Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, so she freaks out and has to go puke, which Cheryl checks on her and uh, tells her that, you know, got puke on your collar. Cheryl continues to be an inconsistent character this season because now she's showing genuine human empathy. Yes. This whole like episode. This ep- yeah, which is... She also <laughs> fires a bow. She loses some arrows yeah. in this episode, which is very weird. I don't know what to class her as anymore. Genuinely, <laughs> I have no idea what class she is. Right. Just uh, She's so multi-classed. So... Um, so, so Betty being paranoid about the whole situation uh, and having the the whole telltale heart syndrome going on decides yeah. to tromp out back to those that five feet out of the woods and touch and his whole body and the thing he's wrapped in without gloves on and then mm-hmm, take his mm-hmm. phone which can be tracked like really really good ideas Betty yeah uh, she does mention later uh, after she brings it up to uh, Alice that she did take, she turned off the GPS on the phone. But yeah, I don't think that's how it works when you're making outgoing calls. Like they can see what cell towers you're near, and like mm-hmm. you know, I don't. Whatever, Betty. Sure. Like I guess this is just an episode where you're fucking dumb again. Yeah. Uh, she also like she confronts uh, Alice and Chick about um, Chick knowing this guy because he said that he didn't. And yeah, because the guy's a drug dealer, and Chick uh-huh. was apparently asking for a fix. And now I'm wondering how it all shook out in that household. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna get an actual like confession kind of thing about what actually happened or not. Yeah, whether or not Chick did the murder, and Mom is just trying to protect Chick mm-hmm. who did the murder. Yeah, um, Chick is very pleased to see Alice like protecting him and and being the mom figure for him. So there's there's some nefarious things going on with Chick. It, yeah, it seems Chick's hella creepy this whole episode. Yeah, um, Betty continues to deteriorate, and then she like has some interactions with Jughead on the porch. I think is what happens next. Yeah, they um, Jughead comes over, and they 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 talk about the whole situation. They're just kind of chilling on like some steps by the sidewalk that leads yeah. up to the porch. Nobody uses and, sidewalks though. Yeah. No. Uh, and then um, the meter maid comes by. Which, is that a fucking thing? In that is a thing, but that's no, a thing in suburbs. In like, I know it's a thing in like urban areas, but is it a thing yeah. in the fucking suburbs or not a gated community? I Yeah, like I, I've never seen any vehicle like that in any sort of like place that I've lived at. And I've lived in pretty like suburban or rural areas yeah. i've never the, seen anything like that the only tiny putt-putt car i've ever seen like that that was like uh government sector was like mm-hmm. tiny little putt-putt garbage cars yeah that's it um, never never a tiny little meter made like normally it would just be like a pig would roll up and would would guff yeah. me i i have i've have like seen that kind of vehicle in like cities and stuff yeah, for like parking enforcement i guess meter made is a little gendered isn't it um, oh yeah shit that is probably hella problematic meter purse person parking enforcement um sure yeah that's what it says on the side uh but yeah they're like pig junior we'll call him 
<laughs> but uh, so the parking enforcement officer is like, hey, is that your car? And they're like, oh, shit, this guy apparently had a car. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, dunk. He didn't take an Uber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. It is my car. And so they take it. Uh, they have Betty hotwire the car so they can go dump it in a lake in Fox Forest. Betty's hotwiring superpower is probably the most utilized part of Betty. I I just realized too. Um, that scene happens right before the whole scene of uh, Archie and uh, Agent Adams like talking out in the street. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a. A entirely good chance that, like, right behind them, you could just see, like, Betty and Jughead pushing a car down the road. <laughs> just like, hey, it's me, a very real FBI agent. Also, I yeah. think a crime's happening right next to me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, but yeah, they, they push the car into the lake, and then um, Hal comes home. Well, actually, first, Ugh. Cheryl confronts her mother about sleeping with Hal. How it's how just another John. It's just another yeah. dick. Um, but, but Penelope is like, it's real between them. I fucking love him. Which, alright, so here's one, Noah. Would you have liked to see that relationship maybe develop a little bit? Like, because now it's just like, I guess the, the sex is good because now he she loves him. Um... Like I need yeah, I context, think, I, I think. I feel like there there should have been maybe another couple episodes of like some some build up. Yeah. There. Which, but like the flip of it is I don't like Hal and the less yeah. he's in the show the it's, better. Yeah, it's not really an important part of the plot. I think Yeah. Kind of like what's going on between Alice and FP. Um there needs to be some just some context about like their past and stuff like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so Cheryl confronts her mother about sleeping with Hal. Uh, Penelope does call Alice a gorgon. Just, just delightful. Yeah. One of my favorite, actually my favorite burn in the past couple episodes is that, oh, you yeah. mean that gorgon? Yeah. Oh, good uh, shit. Then she confronts Hal about uh the whole situation it's like i'm not gonna tell betty but like you need to go back home now uh and then cheryl just decides to tell betty anyway yeah so that when uh betty comes home and finds how um being a shitty angry white man yes interrogating chick uh she basically threatens how with blackmail about the whole situation and tells him to get out is Betty just becoming Dark Betty? I think that's kind of like the whole point of this this arc is yeah. that Betty is like regular Betty and Dark Betty. Betty are starting to like fuse. They're becoming middling Betty. Yes. Is They're... okay. So is Dark Betty the dumb one then? Because uh, one of them yeah. is making Betty stupider. I feel like Dark Betty might be the dumb one because she did try to drown a boy in a hot tub covered in maple syrup. Yeah. 
Okay, so Dark Betty is clearly just a creature of impulse who doesn't understand, like, mm -hmm. mortal mm -hmm. intelligence. Maybe it's just smarter than we could ever realize, but in, like, the context of human psyches, it's a fucking idiot. Yeah. All right. So... So yeah, Dark Betty is is not a great intelligence influence upon <laughs> Low regular end. Betty. Yeah. Low in high cha. Yeah. Uh, Alice uh, is confronted by Betty about the vehicle and about like what they're gonna do about the body and stuff like that. And they're like, "I told Jughead, um, we need to go talk to FP." Yeah. So they go get FP to to like dispose of the body and he's like don't worry i got this i have i have a lot of uh experience with getting rid of dead but i have people. a lot of experience getting caught trying to dispose of a body yes uh so he digs a big old hole in the, on the middle of the woods um presumably oh boy i bet that wood that that wood that forest is just a bone orchard yeah just like Every square foot has at least one skeleton in it. Yeah. Uh, he covers the body with lye, covers him up, and then goes to have a burger with the the Coopers and Jughead. Doesn't even shower first. Yeah, no, because they talk about how he smells like friggin' lye, so... A lot of smell in this episode, because Hal's whole argument is that the house smells a lot like bleach. Mm-hmm. And, like, Mom's defense was like, I spilled tomato soup, fucker. Like, I didn't want it to stain. It's like, so you bleached your carpet? You bleached the house? Like, tomato soup? Uh -huh. It's a good fallback, I guess, but a better fallback would be like, hey, Hal, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just, <sighs> this episode is full of a lot of big dumdies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, there's a, a furthering of the uh, Alice and FP sort of relationship happening uh, in this episode. The and serpents then, watch out for their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Chick um, <laughs> creepily <laughs> sitting by the fireplace, cutting out Hal of pictures. Goodbye, of Papa. May yeah. you never return. <laughs> It's very bizarre. He's like so fucking creepy looking. Like and and like, do you not think nobody would notice this? Like I, like what the fuck was Chick's casting call? Was it like casting call wanted creepy twink? <laughs> like I genuinely th feel like that's the kind of shit that I always wonder about. Like in movies where it's like they they like dunk on like. Uh, what most people would describe as an ugly person or like mm -hmm. a, a fat person. Like, what the fuck is that casting call? And like, how does the per the human being actor feel about being cast as ugly fat? Oh god! Like, I, there's so much shit that just like seems unsavory about that whole process. I'm, and I do I'm wonder if this call was one such. I'm sure there's some sort of like YouTube video series or something all about this. About people's first-hand experiences. Yeah, I'm sure I would there's, be there's been some interviews. Fascinated. Fascinated. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, basically it for Betty, as far mm -hmm. as I know. Mm -hmm. Just Chick is creepy. Chick is creepy, and I'm still kind of convinced that he's uh, the, the half-sibling. He's not a full-blooded Cooper. Oh, right, because he might be FP's kid. 
I think true. he might be might be uh, FP's son as well. That's fair. Uh, I'm calling that. I called that last time. Calling that calling, shot. Yeah, I'm calling that shot again. So Archie's um, story is fucking really thin. It's yeah, super there's also, thin. There's also one quick uh, side plot with um, uh, Jughead and the Lodges. What? Oh, right. Um, Which, it's basically whatever. like a scene where... Uh, Jughead shakes down the mayor for a second time. Yeah, he shakes down the mayor for a second <laughs> time, and we see a map of Southside Riverdale in that he's scene. Like which circling is, it. Yeah. And then we also see... Um, the Lodges and the Joneses having like a sit down meeting to talk about like the war that's going to happen between them. <laughs> the coming storm. Yeah. Which it's not really sure if like the war was stopped just because Jughead isn't going to like keep uh, Hiram Lodge's name out of like his paper or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't we'll, think it's going to work. Yeah, we'll so, see how that goes. Archie's story goes thusly. Mm-hmm. The FBI agent is like, hey, you're wasting my time. And Archie's like, okay, I'll do better. And then he doesn't do better. And then the FBI agent shakes down Archie's dad and then like, is like, Archie, I'm going to ruin your family unless you plant this bug. And then Archie tells Hiram Lodge that he didn't plant the bug and that he's been followed by an FBI agent. Like, yes. <laughs> there's, you could do this one, like, they could have wrapped this one up, like, mm, last week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole bit um, where uh, Agent Adams is shaking down... Uh, Papa? Archie's, yeah, Archie's dad. And it's like illegal Canadian workers coming across the border from Montreal. To Migrant work. workers stealing jobs from hardworking Americans. These fucking Canadians. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I bet it does happen. But yeah. also at yeah. the same time, I think it would probably happen in the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because, like, isn't the Canadian dollar stronger than the American dollar? No. It's not? No. No, I have it backwards. You're right, because Canadian books are always like $5 more expensive than American mm-hmm. books. My bad. Yes. Yeah, okay, so no, it probably does happen in this direction then. It's I healthcare mean, there, there, that goes there have to been Canada. Times, there has been times where it's been at parity, oh, and yeah. and then it's like the prices the prices on the back of books and stuff like that are still more, so that kind of <laughs> sucks. Jesus. Um, but, that's but funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like he shakes down dad about illegal workers and he gives him a little bug to give to Hiram and, and he kicks over Archie's drum. Uh, Wait, what? I missed that. Yeah. Towards the start, um, when the Coopers are cleaning their, um, cleaning the house, yeah. there's a quick scene in the garage where agent Adams is like, you're jerking me around kid. Uh, I know they mentioned repairing a snare drum, but I thought that was a couple episodes ago. No, it's the start not. of this episode. Man, I just um, must have missed that completely. Yeah, it's like at the very start where uh, Agent Adams is asking him about like Papa Poutine and stuff Papa like that, Putin? and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like, did, did his capo do it? And Archie's like, what's a capo? And oh, okay, <laughs> I remember that kicks, combo. Yeah, a couple. he just kicks over a, a bass drum. You fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Well, we we know what a capo is by the end of this episode because we've mm-hmm. met a capo. Um, yes. Archie, like, he has a lot of interactions with Hiram and mm-hmm. this this agent 
but like I don't know. It feels like we've tread it so many times, so I don't want to even spend that much time on Archie's plot this episode because literally it's the same plot that it's been for almost every Archie episode this season or this yeah. half of the season. Yeah. So um, he tells Hiram about Agent Adams and yeah. about him like destroying the bug, and then he gets uh, a uh, a very scary pickup from yes. Chaz or whatever that fucking guy's name is Andre, who has like a weird vaguely british accent at times like Hello it kind of comes and goes it yeah. give you a ride i is yeah, yeah um, it kind of comes and goes it's but, it's uh, uh floating yeah uh and he's driven out to a scenic spot where he's told that the boss wants to see him and we're we're led to believe it is hiram well dash your fucking masculine centric expectations nerds because it's actually hermione mm-hmm and um, I guess, are we to infer that Hermione uh, owns Andre more than Hiram owns Andre? Uh, I feel like, I think, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I that's think... how I read it. And, like, it's very clear that Hiram and Hermione are both, like, the the masterminds within, like, the Lodge crime family. Yeah, they're both but... incredibly competent criminals. Yes, which... but. Hermione's painting this this season has been very different than the Hermione we saw last season because now it's like, oh, maybe last season Hermione was just doing a very long, very good grift on her own daughter to pretend to be mm-hmm. a good person. Yeah, it, it feels like she has kind of her initial sort of portrayal as like the mob wife who like knows what's going on but isn't really involved has very quickly become she's actually like She's equal a, to Hiram, yeah. if not possibly like more in charge than he is. Yeah, she is potentially a larger threat than Hiram in a very mm-hmm. different way. She we mm-hmm. so like she wields the sweetness of like other people's expectations, while Hiram is just very classical. I feel like she is potentially more dangerous than Hiram. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and she's like, "Hey, you big dumb blockhead! That was a test." Andrews or Adam Andrews or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Arthur. Arthur Adams. I knew it was like an AA alliteration. Um, Mm -hmm. He works for me. He's one of my capos. You passed the test and now I don't have to push you off this cliff. Yes, because they are at a cliff, which... How far do they have to drive to get to a body of water? (laughs) Yeah. The ocean. (laughs) They drove to the Atlantic. Like, where are they? They feel so to, mysterious. They have to be like, because those sort of cliffs on like the eastern seaboard are really only reserved for like New England proper. Like round yeah. here, we have very few of those like sea <laughs> so, cliffs. They they drove to Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah like they're in Nantucket. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's like literally Archie's whole episode. Um. <laughs> Also, yes, Shady Man is credited as Shady Man in the credits. Tight, 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 tight. Um, and yeah, uh, the other thing that happens is um, in like the Veronica super quick plot, uh-huh. she finds out that her family is going to like destroy uh, the mayor. And mm-hmm. so she warns the mayor that the parents know about her mayor affair and she steps down as mayor to pursue her career as like legal person. Yeah, she, which, which yeah, I she was a lawyer. Yeah. She was a lawyer. Um, so she has stepped back down to 
pursue that career further. I, I wonder if that means she's going to be coming against the Lodges. Like, in, in See, future seasons, will she be the prosecution? See, I'm curious if it's going to be that, or if she's going to be their pocket lawyer. Their defense. In, in, in Riverdale now. Yeah, because they're going to go to court eventually. Like, before yeah, I, long, I've, they're going to court. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was that's, it. that's really about it. It was a good episode. Like, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was inoffensive, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no more offensive than any of the other episodes they've had this whole season. So, yeah. it gets it's, a pass. Yeah, like I said, it, it's sort of like a transition, stepping stone kind of episode to, like, the next big part of, like, the the overarching plot. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I liked it. It was okay. It's nothing to write home about. Um, I feel like they could have tightened it up, but this mm-hmm. is just one of those, like, we're suffering from a 24-episode season syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we have to pad some of this shit out, which... You know, it's definitely been apparent. I'm always a fan of more tight, concise seasons, but, like, at least they didn't stretch the Black Hood into 24 episodes, so yes. it gets a pass, you know? Yes. It's not it's not as, like, offensive as, like, Arrow is with yeah. stretching shit out. No, I've I've always been a fan of, like, the, the premium cable mm-hmm. television show kind of setup where it's, like, the series is only, like, like six or seven seasons long and each season is only like 12 at most episodes mm-hmm. the Where the it, show i've been watching that does that really well which in my opinion is probably the best show on television right now and i like i do want to put a disclaimer on this one there's some gross content that almost turned me off to the show but they handled it about as well as you can, considering you included, like, a rape subplot in your story, which mm. I didn't fucking need and really turned me off to the show. But The Magicians is probably the best written television show on television right now. And they only do, like, these, like, 10, 12 episode se- uh, seasons. Mm. And it's fucking incredible. It's so good. Noah, if you haven't watched it watched it i've i've heard a lot about the books and it has not been in the most like glowing of phrase so i know that the the only thing i know is i read i think it was av club wrote something about it that was like it's different than the books like it does its own thing Mm. um and it's a lot of people like it better than the books so because like the 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 consent or the consensus Mm. around the books at least with some people in the the group me oh, and yeah? stuff is that it's it's getting the nickname red pill harry potter <laughs> really yeah and like it's super liberal and it's the television show is super leftist and liberal mm. like it's it's like such a celebration of queerness um so yeah i mean maybe the books are just totally fucking different but yeah yeah, I mean, if you don't want to check it out, don't check it out because, like, I know that's why I haven't particularly delved deep into Altered Carbon. <laughs> Redfield Harry Potter is a hilarious fucking phrase. <laughs> it is a great, like, name. Yeah. Yeah, like, on the scale of, like, Cthulhu tech to, like, I don't know, a l- incredibly less problematic thing, yeah. I would say that with the, the sex assault plot at the end of season one, um, I'd probably put it at, like, a solid, like, 
four of problematicness, but like mm-hmm. the way that they handle it is at least not problematic despite its inclusion. I guess is the best way to phrase that. It's kind of weird. If you have to write it, I guess they wrote it the best that they could. Uh, did I talk? I talked about Valerie being an altered carbon, correct? Uh, vaguely, vaguely. Okay, because I finished. I finished the first season, which is the only season available. But yeah. um, she is in that show, and uh, she good. Yeah, and like she gets a a big scene where. Uh, I mean, I guess kind of spoil it. She just goes around and murders a bunch of people oh, in like dunk. the last episode. Oh shit! So like that's pretty cool. Oh man, I was it like well shot. Yeah, it was all right. Like okay. she just gets like a knife and stabs a bunch of dudes in like a an arrow stat. So awesome! All right, yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty cool. But I'll, I'll probably be putting altered carbon on in the background while i work this week so i'm sure i'll at least have a passing knowledge of it i mean overall that show is okay i've I've talked about it before and yeah numerous places but it's 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 okay okay. yeah all right well i can't Um, i can't stress that you should watch the the magician's tv show enough because it's very much not red pill I think it is on Netflix. Yeah, the first two seasons are on Netflix. I will I will have to give it a shot then. Um, so if you want to get at us as a collective, <laughs> you can hit us up at uh, mapleandblood.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash mapleandblood. You can tweet at us at mapleandblood. Um, you can email us at mapleandblood at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you are so inclined, please give us a uh, fair and honest review on uh, iTunes, really, any reviews help. I mean, oh yeah, if we suck, at least then we can grow. Yeah. Um, uh, reviews help at? us. Uh, well, reviews help us like in the charts and stuff like that, and they yeah. also help us with like letting us know how we're doing and what we can do to make the show more enjoyable for you all. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the whole format for this season of the show was based on a lot of people saying that the first half was too long winded. Yeah. So. Um, so you can also find us, uh, mapleandblood.podbean.com and mapleandblood.wordpress.com. Uh, those are our websites. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter. Um, I'm at common otaku. That's K A M E N O T A K U. Nice. Um, where you can see me tweet about, uh, was that Katsukon? Uh, this weekend. Yeah, you met your you met your estranged father there. Yes, my estranged father, Steve Bloom. You look just like actor. him in that picture, dog. I it's it's kind of weird. It's <laughs> really bizarre. But yes, no, it was an honor to meet him. And then I saw a bunch of people cosplaying, including <laughs> including some people cosplaying um Jacoby and Ward from the oh. Netflix smash hit movie Bright. Yeah, Netflix is incredibly well thought out portrayal of a fantasy world with non-humans <laughs> codified as black people Bright. <laughs> Fuck, what a disaster that shit is. Oh man. Uh but yeah, so you can find me there. You can also check out the other shows I'm on, uh The Role Playing Exchange, uh which is a tabletop role playing podcast. Yeah. Um and Technical Difficulties uh, gaming podcast, which is also a tabletop gaming podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. How about you, Kyle? Your boy, Kyle. Uh, 
is if you want to reach me personally, because now I do actually have a tweeter um, that I'm being told by my uh, the other people who work with me on game design stuff that uh, is going to be very active. Um, the Twitter is at Best Pal Brigade, like B E S T P A L B R I G A D E Brigade. Um, bpb-games.tumblr.com or facebook.com slash bpbgames. Um, we're going to be posting a lot of stuff. We're ramping up towards our our next Kickstarter. Um, we just got officially licensed as Savage Worlds licensees. So Ooh. like... It's Congrats. A, it, thank you. It is a huge step, and I am, like, incredibly excited. We're moving towards our, our first big Kickstarter, which is Savage Tokusatsu, which is, like, a Godzilla, Kamen Rider, kind of Super Sentai mm-hmm. uh, rules for the Savage Worlds role-playing system. So <laughs> if, it's, if it's Japanese men in, like, giant costumes and stuff, it kind of falls under that category. That is... Yes, that is basically the best way to describe it. It literally translates to, like, effects heavy, um, which is, like, the cinematography style. Um, So it has a lot of cool stuff for that. Um, So that'll be coming out. I'm sure I'll talk about the the Kickstarter itself here. We should be launching hopefully by the end of this month or um, early March. I'm just waiting to get back a couple of estimates from uh, guest writers and and, uh, artists and shit like that. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, and DriveThruRPG's premium color pricing is way too high, so I'm also investigating other printing options. Um, if you want to watch us play our tabletop game, you can watch us play at twitch.tv slash bestpowbrigade. Um, we just became a Twitch, I think it's part partner? Affiliate? Affiliate, yeah, the lower one, the weaker mm-hmm. one. Okay, um, I wasn't sure there, there's apparently levels. I did not know. There's there's two levels I learned. Cats, my wife is really in charge of that. Um, but yeah, uh, the past two sessions, pa- shit, the past three sessions since we came back from vacation have been fucking phenomenal. Um, I'm uploading them to YouTube right now. Um, just like, t- like players and characters have been like literally crying at the table. Uh, oh wow! The the role play is so unbelievably hot right now it's probably one of the best campaigns i've ever played in and everyone's character is so good uh where can people watch the the vod's of that so at the moment it is youtube.com slash comeback games which was uh a company where all of the other partners uh dipped so we're uploading there. Once we hit, I think it's 50 subscribers, um, I can change the URL. So if you're listening to this uh, and you want to just like help your friend out in a small way, please subscribe to youtube.com slash comeback games because then I can change the vanity URL and that's super important. But it, I think we're, we just did the eighth episode yesterday and this campaign is just unreal. It's a um, musical-themed fantasy campaign where... Real world musical genres make up the fictional world's cultures and like the cultures themselves are defined by like the conventions of the genre and like the culture of the fandoms that surround them. And we're also trying to tackle a lot of like the shit that makes fantasy worlds incredibly like problematic vis-a-vis like Mm -hmm. race and sexuality and and stuff like that. Um, So it's been really fun. My group is exceptional and... 
hopefully other people like it. Like the the chat last night was hot. Like I'm riding a wave right now. No, I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. Uh, nice. The only uh, bummer was uh, Fantasy Flight Games uh, prevented me from uploading some Genesis stuff. So basically all of my work that I've done in, in their new Genesis system um, is hardballed. Uh, I, I, the only way I could upload it to websites is if it's free. So I'm, sort, I'm currently dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bummer, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, like it's been super fun. If you if you like us, I'm sorry I'm talking so much, Noah. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> you got me going. You got me all yeah. hot about it. Um, but yeah, check that out because like I finally feel like we have forward momentum. Like mm-hmm. it feels it feels really good. Um, yeah, I've 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 checked out the stream a couple of times, and it's always like a blast to just like kind of listen to in the yeah. background while I do other stuff. And uh, you, you yeah. know what I do want to do. Um, for the Kickstarter, I want to have a couple of sample um, actual plays of like how mm-hmm. the rules work. So like if you and me want to hook up and like see if we can get a tiny little like uh, over the computer group together to record mm-hmm. a session of it. Like if you oh, know yeah. anyone who's familiar with Savage Worlds, um, I'd be super down to to run so that I could have some stuff to show off during I, the Kickstarter. I, now, I, I may have mentioned this, but I'm a part of two actual play tabletop yeah. gaming podcast i so. feel like i've heard that somewhere <laughs> yeah so we we might be able to get something set up uh Dope. i've actually run a little bit of deadlands reloaded for the role-playing exchange uh, oh my peeps, god so well yeah uh, yeah be we, we will super definitely excited. have to get something set up yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll hook up offline about that um yeah, and I think that's basically it for this episode. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm very excited. I feel like the next couple of months are going to be going to be really good ones. I'm excited to see where Riverdale's going. I'm excited to see where all of like our side shit is going. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Also, Patreon.com/slash/KyleCardi. Um, I just posted a bunch of stuff about Altered Carbon. Funny enough, um, mm-hmm. because like a lot of people have been asking how you would handle sleeving in Savage Worlds. So I on the Patreon this month, I did um, rules for sleeving in Savage Worlds and, like, example sleeves. Um, that's why I asked about the Eclipse Phase hackpacks. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's out there, and, like, it's I think it's pretty cool. It's all about modifying your base stats and getting certain edges and hindrances. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hoot. It's a hoot and a half. Um, Excellent. We continue to be inscrutable on our podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so I believe... Uh, the next episode is The Hill Have Eyes, and that is Just not the scheduled. The, the hills have eyes. Okay, cool. So, like, plural hills. Yes. Okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yes. Um, it's not scheduled? I, uh, it is March 7th, I believe, is the air date. Jesus, with these off dates. So, we're gone for, like, three weeks. Uh, Yeah, yeah, about two and a half weeks before the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, we will have to... Uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll get something out for people to listen to. <laughs> we'll um, do an actual play of characters role-playing in Riverdale. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> As side characters. That would be the cringiest shit on the planet, dog. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I roll to moose. I roll to hide my sexual intentions. <laughs> um... <laughs> So for Maple Syrup Blood Monies, I have been your actual criminal host, Kyle Cardi. And I have been your kicked over drum <laughs> host, Noah Card. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>